What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Hawk Talk on Melrose. As you can see here, finally got Tyler, if you're watching on YouTube, back on this episode, back on this podcast. Tyler, what's going on, man? Um, after, what, two weeks of you being um, kind of missing just because you're you're too cool? Or what's, what's going Listen, on here? Yeah. Well, hey, the vacation time doesn't roll over the next year. I got to use it up before the end of the year here. So uh, I thought I'd take advantage of it while I can. Good to be back. Uh, obviously just can't miss this podcast there's too no. much to talk about there's Lots too much to talk about. too much positivity surrounding this team right now which is surprising yep considering the way we ended so uh lot to talk about man i'm so happy to be back let's let's get into it so if you guys are watching on youtube which we always encourage our our listeners to just because it's it's the best way to to see our beautiful faces um you can That's see right. the background <laughs> of me um is Cade mcnamara which we got and then you can see to the right of me, this Alabama receiver, like who, who, like, why, why would we put an Alabama receiver? Oh, wait, because there's a good shot. We might be getting Treshawn Holden from Alabama stud That's receiver, right. multiple sources, um, mutual interest between the two, between Iowa and him. So we got to put his picture up because if we could somehow land him, man, I'm well, looking forward to next year. In mutual interest from what we've been hearing between Cade and Treshawn. So, yeah. I mean, the first step, like you mentioned, getting Cade, getting the quarterback. Oh, my gosh. We'll get into it. Yep. But and if you guys just, are familiar. Just a huge get. And, and like you said, the NIL, we're trying, to, we're trying to get receivers. We've lost a few. And this is one of the names that have popped up. So, we thought we'd th- we, we thought we would show his beautiful face on this, this episode as well. Um, if people aren't familiar, so the reason why Cade was able to announce already is because uh, he's a grad transfer. So, you can – uh, Treshawn, he is not, so he has to wait till Monday. So he can say he's in the transfer portal, but he can't actually like Iowa can't engage with him until Monday. Now Cade can, but the actual coaching staff can't engage with him until Monday. So uh, I'm kind of excited for this next week. I think we'll know more as the week goes on to see if we actually have a really good shot or not. Now you might be sitting here. I mean, Iowa fans are not Iowa fans sitting here being like, why would he want to come to Iowa? Why would a, a pretty good ride receiver want to go to Iowa? And trust me, I do not understand either, but you can make the case. Why would Cade want to come to Iowa? And I think, I think there's going to be, and I'm pretty confident there will be some changes this off season. I don't think Cade would just come if, you know, Hey, we want you to come to Iowa. Hopefully, you know, you can be the guy to turn this thing around. No, he ain't going to, he's not dumb. He ain't going to do that. Um, so I really expect some big changes this off season. And, um, I think that's, what's awesome about getting K two right away is he is going to be able to recruit guys like Trey Sean and, you know, tell them like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what, this is what's going to happen. And we would love for you to get on board. Don't, don't listen to the outside world. Don't, don't go back and look at how bad Iowa was the last five years, especially this last year, like things are going to change for the better. Um, and we'd love for, for you to be on board. Oh, and by the way, you're going to get some good cash because Iowa and IL is starting to get up here. I'm part of the swarm now, Tyler. I got the membership. I saw last night, uh, they got like 350 new members in like a 24 hour span, which, yeah. which is, a, I mean, that's a lot in just a 24 hour span, especially because not everyone's going to do the, the, the lowest membership. Like there's going to be people that are going to be getting the higher membership. So that's a lot of money right there. I saw a report that we're already up to like over $3 million that we can, we just have as like extra spending money, which is a lot of money. So yeah, it's look, things are saw, looking good. Well, I saw a tweet too. And it was like, we land a guy like Treshawn Holden. 
could you imagine? I think, and and maybe another receiver. Like I think that that swarm, you know, membership that the the people signing up for it and donating, I think will go will skyrocket as well. Well, I told I told Colby that if we got him, I would I would donate even more. So I would have my membership, but I would I would make another one time donation just because it's like yeah, like I was very hesitant to do it right away because it's like okay, are we actually going to utilize the nil situation and actually you know, yeah. go out and get some guys. Well, once we got Cade, I was like, you know what? I think maybe we are turning a new leaf. And then now getting reports of this guy um, today, as we're recording this on Saturday, we got um, a guy from Arlen Harris, Jr. A guy from Stanford, four-star running back. He's on campus. We could potentially get him. So yeah, we're, we're actively using the portal. Finally, last year, we got one guy in the portal, a tight end um, that, I don't think ever saw the field. Um, and then obviously we lost a few players, especially Charlie Jones. Um, so yes, we're, we're finally turning the new leaf. I think Kirk, I think Kirk is so old school that he doesn't want to use the transfer portal or the whole NIL thing, but I think he's finally realizing that you got to it's adapt or die. It's like any business. If you don't adapt to it, you're going to die. And so I'm glad that we're, we're, we're finally utilizing it. And like I said, with the NIL, um, I was in great position, especially if people keep signing up, the money's going to be there to, to, to acquire some good players. So, yeah. And I think, I think Kirk really had no choice, obviously quarterback situation is really, really bad. And, yep. you know, there's nothing really at this point left to dispute about this whole transfer portal. It, it's, it's where college football is at. Um, you know, people are, people are getting paid to, to go places. We saw that countless op- or excuse me, countless examples of it this year, USC, um, who last night, if they would have won, they would probably be in the Make college football playoffs. playoffs um, they're probably out, but they saw the success of it. Even a team in the Big Ten, which I know didn't necessarily control their own destiny, but Purdue, they got Charlie Jones from us. And and if you're Iowa, you, you have to realize, like, the transfer portal hurt you last year, and if you don't take advantage of it this year, yeah. Yeah, bad things well, are going to happen. It's a good sign to see early on and, right now. And actually, last year, really, for um, we actually didn't have as many guys leave as like most schools. Like I think our average was way less, but we also didn't go out at all. Um, this year, we've already seen now four transfers for Iowa. Um, three of the four, I'm not like not I'm not really that angry about. Like, so you have Alex Padilla, which yeah, I think he needs to move on. Same like, like yeah. Spencer Petras. Got Gavin Williams, man. He just, I, I mean, you, I mean, you get people listen to old episodes. We, I want to say bashed him, but like, he just wasn't very good. And like, we just said, like, it's like, we got to move on from the guy. That's all we were saying. And then Arlen Bruce, which I think he's a dynamic player. You know, he can make plays here or there, but is he, is he that good? Like, is, is he really going to just change an offense? No, not really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for him to stay. Like if, if he decided to come back, let's just say he's not going to, but I mean, I would welcome him in, in with open arms, but he's really not going to be that big of a miss. I don't think. And then obviously the biggest one, Keegan Johnson, which there is a report that he is considering, but I don't know how true that is. I just saw a few things on, um, you know, 24 seven. And if that, if that would be the case, man, like let's just say hypothetically, that we got Keegan or we kept Keegan Johnson. Let's just say we got Treshawn. We got that um, D two uh, G Mac offensive player of the year that had close to 1400 yards this year, 13 touchdowns, 68 reception, six foot four, Isaac 
Tesla or something like that, his last name is, got him. And if we kept Nico Regani, which there's reports that he might come back next year for his like his sixth year, I'm liking that. And, and, you know, at that point, it's like, I mean, I mean, that would be a really good receiving core. And then maybe if you go out and maybe get even one more to just have a guy, or if not, you're, you still have, you know, still Bynes. Bynes. Yep. Yeah. Brody Brecht, like you still have some of those guys and, and, and Jacob Bostic, which, you know, maybe he can step up, but man, dude, like that would be, can you imagine Keegan Johnson and, and Treshawn as our two like main receivers alongside, you know, Nico. And like I said, this Isaac guy, which, his stats were unreal. Now he played D2 college. So it's, it's kind of hard to know if like, okay, is that going to translate to D1? I don't know, but man, I mean, that, those are some insane numbers that he put on. Like I said, he was GMAC offensive player of the year in that um, in D2. So it's pretty impressive. Well, and we talked about this year. All we have to have is <clears throat> in our eyes, at least last year, a very average offense. And yep. to me, getting those players, at least on paper, they got to be they got to be able to show it on the field. But that's above average talent right there yep. for sure. So, um, you know, it gives you a, a great a great head start. And and like you said, that the first piece is getting Cade, and I think that's obviously, you know, like I said, key key number one point number one. But we we got to still be aggressive here and and try to make another splash at wide receiver for yeah. sure. I would say even if we don't get Treshawn or we we need at least two or three wide receivers in the transfer portal. Now, if Keegan stays, if let's just say he somehow stays, which I, I just I'm still thinking that's I, kind of a long shot. But yeah. I also thought Cade McNamara was a long shot. I know like two weeks ago, I know it was a couple of days before Thanksgiving. I know I remember texting you and I'm like, hey, my brother was saying that there's some rumors going around. And it was just like at the time, it's like, oh, just wishful thinking. Um, but then like as the kind of the days went on, it's like, oh my gosh, is this actually going to happen? Started and heating then, up. Yeah. But even at that point, I was still like, no, it's it's just too good to be true. There's just no way. And well, then the only thing thoughts. with the only thing with Keegan is he's tweeted that he's leaving. Yeah. He's, basically said like peace out you know thanks for everything i'm i'm i'm, I'm transferring the only- i'm not saying i'm not saying that that he would he can't have a change of heart that that's not what i'm saying i just think i don't know i it, i don't know i don't want to i don't want to believe hold on to my hopes for that yeah and, and 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 the thing is is like they can do that i mean we saw like ogundale basketball player i mean remember he was going to transfer and he decided which granted yeah. he probably hadn't nowhere to go really so he's like oh well i guess i'm staying here um so it can it can happen like you know but um once again they can't really do anything until monday anyway so so you know yeah. the only thing he can really do at this point is just tweet out that he's transferring but that's it so um yeah i don't know i i already saw arlen bruce on twitter yesterday maybe he was like sending out his highlight videos for this year Keegan hasn't done that. So it's like Arlen is gone no matter what. I think, yeah, he's done. I mean, he's going somewhere else. And he, like I said, he was tweeting out his highlight videos for potential, you know, programs to look at. So I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Even if we, I mean, once again, if we keep Keegan great, I'm not really banking on it. So I'm just going to act like he's probably not going to be back. So yeah, in that case, um, if we keep Nico, you're, you're still going to have to go out and get at, I would say at least three ride receiver transfers, at least three. Um, and then just look at the offense collectively going into next year, you're going to keep Luke Lachey, which I think he's a stud Addison Ostranga, which is a backup tight end. Obviously running back situation is great with Caleb, uh, Johnson and, um, 
I wonder if, yeah, no, Williams will be back. LaShawn Williams, and then maybe this Arlen Harris Jr. from Stanford, if he comes. I mean, that's a pretty good running back group with yeah. Cade. And then sounds like Caden Proctor is, is staying, um, which is huge, too, because I think he's a day-one starter. Um, yeah. Offensive line this year was brutal. Pretty much everyone's coming back, but it's like, can I trust that some of these guys will turn the next page? Because I, I, I thought that was going to be the case going into this year. And it didn't really happen. So it's like, okay, are they going to, if not, then yeah, we're, we might have to find another transfer or two at the offensive line position, maybe at center. I, I just, I know Logan Jones, inexperienced dude coming from the defensive line. I mean, that's, it's a tough situation, but man, he just, he did not get better as season went on, which is not a very good sign. So do we go out and maybe get a center? Do we maybe get another, just one more piece at the offensive line to pair up with, the tackle position is fine. You have Caden Proctor and then you have Mason Richmond. I mean, those are, that's great. It's everything else. Like can, the can interior we trust? line. Yeah. 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 But with all that being said, you guys know that we're going to be talking about this. Will it really matter if nothing really changes? I'm not talking personnel. I'm talking just everything else on the offense. Does that matter if we get all these guys and it'll certainly help having better personnel, but yeah, I, I mean, you still got to not completely overhaul the scheme, but be more, I, I don't know. I don't know what the word to ever use. I'm just going to say be more like 21st century type of an offense. <laughs> I think that's a good word. Good, good. Like phrase to kind of word it. Yeah. You, you, you can't be so archaic on offense where <clears throat> you, the, the scheme right now, it's just, it's just not working. And so bad. I'm not saying that you can't have success still being in a pro style offense. I think we both have said that look at yep. Michigan, for example, um, mainly they, they do a lot of things out of there, um, but they have a really good offensive line and that helps a lot being able to run the ball and protect the quarterback. And I, I agree with you. I think, and, and we've talked about this just obviously with all the news coming with Cade and everything else. Um, I don't believe he comes here without a promise or 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 something, uh, you know, word given from Kirk or somebody that says, "Hey, uh, it's going to be different than last year. We're gonna we're gonna adapt. We're gonna get better on the offensive line. Um, we're gonna change how we how we block and and how we run block and pass block." Because right now it's just bad. You, Cade comes into this this situation. He he will get. He won't last very long. He'll get no. injured. He'll, I mean, the offensive line played terrible. And Not only that, but like the route trees for the wide receiver. The route trees terrible. terrible. You, and, and that's the thing. You, I just don't believe with all the options that he probably had on the table that he chooses Iowa out of, you know, probably a lot of other good programs too. I don't know who was early on his radar um, as well, but I just don't believe he comes here without some sort of, new i you know some sort of plan for for this next year yeah i mean you you yeah you said it's I, hard for me to believe i that. was i was literally just going to mention that he had other options i mean it wasn't like this guy was a fcs quarterback that right. iowa was like the only like power five yeah. team everyone else was like max school no it, this was a this was a guy that went 12 and 2 last year brought michigan to the big 10 championship won that game brought them to the playoffs and, and yeah. obviously got boat racing against Georgia, but that Georgia team was really good. I don't think Historic. besides Alabama, 
I don't think really many teams, I, I don't think any teams put up a fight against them last year. No. That team was no. freaking good. Yes. So And he beat Ohio State as well. Let's not forget that. His stats yeah. last year, close to 2,500 yards. Yeah, you completed over close to 65%, which what, what did we say before the year? Like if we can be above a 60%. <laughs> Uh, 15 touchdowns, yeah. four interceptions. Um, I saw this on one of the articles. Petrus this year had five total touchdowns all season. Yeah. Cade yeah. had that in two games. So you're bringing in a guy that's like, these stats aren't like Caleb Williams. It's not, you know, um, Bryce Young or, you know, any of these guys, but he's a decent quarterback. He has a precision passer. He can move outside the pocket. He can throw on the run. And not only that, but his leadership. I mean, you saw when he tweeted out that he's going to Iowa, all these Michigan fans that, you know, it's just saying like, you're, you guys yeah. are getting a good one. Like, we're going to miss you. We're, we're going to cheer for Iowa unless we play you. Like, it yep. seems like people love Katie McNamara. Like, and that's what's awesome about it yeah. because like the leadership there and you know with him that he's going to bring in some other guys. Like, that's why I'm just, I feel really confident. Um, but I do think, like you said, um, there must have been a sales pitch that pretty much told him, like, yeah, things are going to change. Like, we are not going to be the same team because there's no way he would come. He seems like too smart of a dude to, yeah, to like, no, he ain't gonna come if everything's gonna stay the same. So, um, I'm really excited, obviously, because we've from the from the very beginning, ever since we created this podcast, and even before that, we have said from day one with our defense, all we need is an average offense, a decent quarterback, and we are a really good football team. I mean, that's all we need. And if yeah. we could somehow land this guy to the right and some other good transfers, and if we actually kind of change up the scheme, we might not just be an average offense. We might be a pretty good offense. And it's like, oh, boy, man, next year could be special. And the following year could be special. Like, that's that's how big of a thing this is. Like we're, I mean, I don't want to get too carried away because I think right. before the season we got kind of carried away. We thought the offense was going to be much better. Yeah. And look what happened. So I don't want to get too carried away, but it's just, I don't know. It just feels so good right now. And I love that he committed so early to us because now it's going to give us plenty of time to kind of figure some stuff out because really at the end of the day, college football season doesn't end after the bowl game. And it the start of the new season starts literally right after that last game because it of does. the NIL, because of transfers. And you got to be on the Because of early signing day. and Yep. You yeah, got to be on the ball everything. from the get-go and getting Cade right away was huge because it's going to help. Like David, I keeps tweeting, you know, dudes recruit dudes. Cade's going to get yeah. some guys to come to Iowa, which is, yeah. which is going to be really good to see. And so with all that being said, let's get into the Iowa Nebraska game a little bit. Obviously it's been a week. All I want to say this, and then I want to kind of hear your thoughts is I remember second quarter, we were down 17 to zero. I turned over to my brother and I said, you were at the game. Yep. I was at, at the, the game. game. I was not. Yep. And I live in Lincoln. So I have to deal with Nebraska fans. So obviously at the, in the moment I was like, God damn, this is going to suck. I'm going to have to like, yeah. just get, take so much shit. So I turn over to Colby. I'm like, you know, this really sucks in the moment. But I think in the long term, this might be the best thing that's happened to Iowa. And I really think, I truly believe that if we beat Nebraska and we make it to Indy, which would be today, um, cause we're recording this on Saturday. Do we, are we that aggressive? I mean, or do we wait until like after the season and figure th- some things out? Cause we made the Indy and we won yeah. the West. I really think losing Nebraska. And even though we almost came back and won, it felt like a blowout loss. It just did. Um, it was 24 to zero for God's sake against a three and eight football team. I think it really kind of sparked all this. 
And I, once again, I think it was almost kind of a blessing in disguise that we not only lost to them, but we, we kind of got it. It was kind of embarrassing loss for what was at stake to go into that game and be down 24 to zero. We came back obviously, but it's still, I mean, no, Um, I think it kind of accelerated all this. And I think it's the best thing that I think has happened for Iowa. Thoughts. I think, I think at least for me, and I know for you, just after kind of what you were saying, if we're going to be a hundred percent honest with ourselves, um, like you said, it's probably the best thing that happened for this team. Um, we make it to the Big Ten Championship. We we are not as aggressive as getting Cade. We're not as aggressive as maybe looking at other guys like Treshawn Holden or Arlen, uh, whatever that running back's name is for Arlen Harris. Uh, Stanford. Yeah, Arlen Harris. There, there's just not these names right now. Kirk's not going to focus on that. He's going to be we're, – we're focused on the Big Ten Championship – we're not going to talk about it. I'm not saying conversations won't happen or things like that. I can't necessarily say that. It's just knowing who Kirk is as a coach and and kind of who he is to his team, I think they're going to be 100% focused on the Big Ten Championship. And one thing I wanted to mention too is, you know, obviously this is going to be looking back hindsight 2020, knowing what we know now. But if we make – so say we beat Nebraska, knowing that guys like Arlen Bruce and Keegan Johnson and, you know, guys like that, Gavin Williams, they're they're all transferring out. How into that game are they even really going to be? I don't know. Are there, is their heart into it 110%? I don't think so. It's only, you know, human nature to, to be like, oh, God, I just want to get out of this, this team. I just want to move on, you know, things like that. So I don't know. You don't beat Nebraska. I said this. You don't beat Nebraska. You don't deserve to make it to the Big Ten championship game. And, and you know, like you said, that score wasn't as close as the, the final score ended up being. And I, it's a tough, it's tough. Cause it's Nebraska. Obviously I hate Nebraska. Um, I hate them almost as, as much as I do Iowa state. I just, uh, I can't stand them. I have family in Nebraska. Some of them like them. Some of them are still Hawkeye fans, but it, it's just, it's brutal. Um, but like you said, when, once the game ended uh, and, and for you, obviously this was mid game, but for me, once the game ended and I kind of let emotion not override my feelings, I was just like, you know what? Like, like you said, we make it to the Big Ten Championship game. Things are not going to change. They're going to be like, ha, see, we, we can do it our way. And and I truly do believe that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think, like you said, this sped up the process of getting think, guys like, like we've gotten so far. I think if we win the West and make it to Indy, I still think like we would have seen things. But, yeah, like it wouldn't be as aggressive as I think what we're doing right now. Um, I think that game really put into perspective, like, yeah, you can't rely on the defense. Like this is, this is not fun. And no. this leads me to the next thing. And I, we should maybe actually mention this before when we we're talking about like, okay, are we going to see changes? Will BF stay as offensive coordinator? And I want to hear your thoughts, but all I want to say is this is I, for some reason feel like I can just see Kirk wanting to give Brian like a chance with like a good quarterback and like, and some good personnel like hey we're gonna give him one more one more chance I just feel like that's going to happen I don't know why I just that's my gut feeling I hope it doesn't happen um but like John Miller said he said I wouldn't feel as bad about it I was listening to his episode the other night he's like I wouldn't feel so bad about it if he kept Brian but came out in January and said hey I was the one holding them back I'm letting Brian do his thing and he and we are going to change up the the person or the scheme of things, and he's going to be the main. I'm not. I'm keeping everything right. out of it. You're I want to be Kirk. Yep, Kirk. So I want to okay. be as upset if that happened. 
Now I would be really upset if he's like, yeah, we're keeping Brian. And that's really all he says. But if he, if he says that other thing where like we are changing up the offense and I'm going to stay out of it, I'm going to let Brian do his thing because let's be honest. This is, we, we've said it from the get go. This is Kirk's offense. It's been like yeah. this with Greg Davis, been like this with Ken O'Keefe, even though under Ken O'Keefe, we were a little bit better, but that was also, you know, two thousands when this offense just kind of worked. I mean, it still worked yeah. at that time. Um, but it's, it's, it's the same offense. So, you, you know, and like, even like that Nebraska fan um, was telling me, he's like, he's like, you know, honestly, like you guys really haven't gave Brian a chance because you already know it's not Brian's offense. It's Kirk's. So like maybe letting him be the main guy. I mean, just see what he's up. And I guess I wouldn't be as mad about that. I still want a new offensive coordinator. I mean, I know there was some rumors swirling around Josh Gaddis, which was the offensive coordinator for Michigan last year, which would make sense. And yeah. the only thing for that would be like, did they maybe promise Cade that they're going to get Josh Gaddis in the off season? And maybe that, I mean, who knows? We don't really know the true reason of why Cade chose Iowa besides probably the NIL thing for the, the you know, that was a, probably a good mm-hmm. portion, but like, was there, you know, stuff saying like that? I mean, it would make sense for, and I would love that. I'm not saying Josh Gaddis is like, once again, I mean, he's an, average coordinator it's not like we're it would be a home run higher but bringing in his offense Cade McNamara is used to that offense um I feel like Michigan's offense was pretty good last year they made it to the playoffs so and I get it their defense was really good last year but once again Iowa's defense is going to be really good next year so yeah so an offense like that that's what happens so I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that higher but do you think Brian comes back next year I think I am I don't want him to. I just think he's had his fair share of opportunities. We've talked about it a million times in this podcast. How many years can a, an, an employee get away with not doing their job? I just, it's tough. It's tough. And yeah. I don't want to see it, but the main thing is, and like you hit it on it, and I was going to say it too, as long as I see change, I don't care who's calling the plays at the end of the day, as long as it's different than what it was this last yep. year and even two years ago. Please, for the love of God, if it's Kirk, if it's Brian, if it's a combination of both, just change it. So um, you want to be – go ahead. Well, I was just, so you wouldn't be upset if, like, they came out in January and said, we're going to keep Brian, but, like, we are changing up the, the, the offensive approach, the scheme a little bit, and I'm going to stay out of it. I'm going to let Brian do his thing. Would you be upset about that? At that point, if that's what was being said, then, then, then I can't even necessarily blame Brian for anything. So, yes, right? I mean, that's all on Kirk at that point. Yeah, really? I mean, if, if Kirk's really holding him back that much to where it's you got to do this, you got to do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's not even really Brian's offense, like you said. So I wouldn't be as mad if that's what was being said. I think I don't know. I, I just I think the ship has sailed a bit with Brian. I just wish he'd go back to offensive line coach, do what he knows best. We had success with him there. Yep. Um. But but. I also, like you said, at this point, I'm just desperate for some sort of change. So if that means that he's still offensive coordinator, but it's going to look different or it's going to feel different, then I'll, I guess I will, I will settle for that. Yes. Um, one thing I will say this too, and I think we kind of all forget about this, but I would not be as mad either if as long as he's not the quarterback's coach, if we can go out and get a quarterback's yes. coach, yep. um, get Someone brought up a good point. Get the guy that's in Cedar Falls right now, who's a quarterback's coach, Drew Tate. 
I would love that. Obviously, that would be great. Played at Iowa, great quarterback. Get an actual quarterback that used to play quarterback to be our quarterback's yeah. coach. Someone else made a good point. Like, if we did get go out and get, like, Josh Gaddis or someone, right? Like, maybe just make, like, Brian Ferentz, like, the run game coordinator. Like, just find kind of, like – because, like, there are teams that have, like, guys that are strictly, like, that's what they do. Like, they they don't really have a position. Yeah. They're, like, they're, like, run game coordinator or whatever. Like, you could yep. still do that. And, like, so, like, things can be done. Like, if if I think Kirk knows that, like, Brian, if they, like, let Brian go, it's going to be tough for him to find a job anywhere. So, maybe just finding some type of job on the staff, you know. Or why call not one, like, co-offensive coordinator or, I, I don't know, something where, like you said, he's I don't know if he's not going to be the main guy like you said you can find a spot he has a role I do think he can be effective uh, as a coach on the staff somewhere but quarterback coach no that ain't that ain't it no and I don't know how that works I would have to look it up but if you can have like if there's a maximum number of assistant coaches you can have I guess I don't know that I'm Um, sure there is but I'm sure there is too so um I should, I should look that up, but, uh, he could go back to offensive line coach and get rid of the one we have now. I don't know why that guy still has a job, but like, I just don't, I think I I agree. I would do that, but I think that's just like, I I think even beneath him knows it. That's very like, Oh, Hey, by the way, we're going to fire you so I can bring, put my son back there. Like, I don't know. I just, that kind of looks kind of, and I get, I mean, offensive line has been terrible, so it's justified, but like, it is kind of like a, (laughs) I don't know. It just looks like kind of like, Oh, I get it. The optics are bad. Yeah, yeah the optics are. Yeah. So I don't know if that will happen or not, but yeah, if, if, if there isn't a maximum number of assistant coaches you can have, which I don't know people listening, you can comment. Cause I really don't know. I, have to, I would have to look it up. Um, maybe just, like I said, make him something. He's not going to get paid as much as he will, which is understandable, but it's something better than nothing. And at least your dad's helping you out. Like for me, like I would be at least happy about that. Like, Hey, my dad's helping me out. He's not kicking me to the, to the, you know, the ground. So, yeah. So, um, I don't know, but we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, that's the other, that's the other big piece though, in this, that, you know, kind of, we, we under undercut it a bit, but this is the other big piece. We have to, we have to see changes in the actual scheme. And if that comes down to, like you said, Kirk saying, Brian, here you go. Or being like, Brian, this is saying it, man. And we get somebody different. I think that's going to be the other major piece missing piece that we need for, for a successful offense for sure. So I looked it up an FCS pro FBS program currently on currently kind of a head coach, 10 on field assistant coaches four on field graduate assistants and five strength coaches. What about it? So, like up in the box. Does that count as on the field? That, I think that counts as on field. Okay. You could be like that John Budenai or whatever, that an, like quarterback analyst that we brought in. So they can, they just can't be part of the team. I think like during the game, but they can like work with them during the week, I think is what like that guy is. So maybe make him like that where he's like, you know, like you said, he's like a offensive analyst for our something, you know? Um, yeah. The thing, what the thing that kind of makes me nervous about him coming back kind of really sped up last night when I saw a picture of him and Kirk uh, meeting with Marco, which is the quarterback um, that we're going to be bringing in come next year. He was like with them. And, and that's the, like, that just kind of makes me a little nervous, obviously, because Brian is yeah. still the quarterback's coach and still the offensive coordinator. So it makes sense why he's with Kirk, but it's like, God, does that mean that Kirk kind of is going to keep him? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. None of that stuff. I was not going to be like Iowa State. Well, I guess Iowa State's, I guess Iowa State's, you know, season's over with, but like they obviously came out yesterday. Tom Manning is fired. Um, I think 
Iowa would never do that. Like Kirk's going to wait till after the season. And let's talk a little bit about that bowl game. We obviously don't know what the bowl game is. When you guys are listening to this, you, we probably will know by then it's going to be the music city bowl or the Duke's Mayo bowl. If I was, God, if I, if I had the choice, I would just say, I wouldn't even want to go to a bowl game. I just think like, Things are going to be so much different come next year where it's like, does this game even mean anything? I mean, we're, I mean, more than likely Petrus will not be playing. It's going to be probably Joey Labus. We're not going to have many receivers. Arlen Keegan, both gone. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like one of those things where it's like very meaningless bowl game. It'd be great to win going the off season with a dub, but I mean, when so much change is probably going to be made and especially by then, by the bowl game, we're going to know more about who we're getting in the transfer portal. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It's still going to no, watch it, obviously. Yeah. Still get excited for it, but yeah, I think it's the only the only thing is like you get to see more opportunities for young guys to step up. You know, yep. uh, on offense, Deontay Vines, Bostic, Wick, things like that. You know, Luke Lachey in a game like that. Um, it's the last chance you'll see some of the guys you know play uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, so obviously you want to end on a, on a, on a high note, but like you said, it's going to be just such a different team. And yeah, who are we going to throw? Who are we going to throw the ball to? Right, I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to be tough. And in that game, I just, like you said, it, it really feels like a lose, lose because, you know, you win this game it's, or lose this game. It's going to be, you know, just a different team next year. And, and, you know, obviously I, you want to win your bowl games, but yep. yeah, I, it's a weird feeling. It's like, I'm not like overly excited for it. It's, it's weird. I'm know. excited to kind of see what Joey, cause it's probably going to be Joey Labus. And I'm kind of curious to see what he does in the off season, because with Kate coming in two years of eligibility, like unless like Kate gets hurt or something, like you're probably not going to see the field. So it's like, do you see him maybe transferring? And, and I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how that's all going to roll. I, I kind of hope he doesn't because like I do want to have a backup that's at least capable if something does yeah. happen to Cade, right? Like, so um, I'm kind of excited to see what he's made of. Uh, you know, it's obviously Cade's job to lose come next year. Like, he, he, so I mean, there's going to be a quarterback competition, but it's going to be Cade. But can we have a backup quarterback that is at least reliable if we do need him? Um, so yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. One last thing. I know we talked all offense. Let's talk a little bit about the defense going into next year. I don't think we're going to see many transfers on the defensive side, uh, but this defense come next year might be, it's going to be really good. It might not be as good as this year, but it's still going to be a pretty damn good defense um, with a lot of guys returning pretty much the entire defensive line outside of Joe Evans. Um, Lucas Van Ness might leave. I don't know. I mean, I'm really hoping he stays. Linebacking core, you're losing Jack Campbell, but you're bringing back Justin Jacobs as long as he doesn't transfer, which I don't think he will. Um, there's a, there's reports that Seth Benson might come back. You got Jay Higgins, uh, and then the, the secondary. I mean, as long as we stay healthy, because we weren't really healthy this year, but we're bringing back Jamari Harris, Terry Roberts comes back. You know, Cooper DeGene, Xavier. Um, it'd be dope if I cave on Merriweather. And I will say this. I think with bringing like in Cade and seeing maybe the new offense that we might be bringing in, do you see maybe like some of these defensive players being like, fuck, I might come back for another year. Cause we might, you know, be pretty damn good with a decent offense. Like, could you see maybe Cade yeah. on coming back and be like, you know, I want I actually want to play on a team that we don't have to do all the work. Like 
So that's like kind of the good thing. Like there might be some guys that like I was kind of expecting to leave might come back just to say, you know, let's, let's, we have a good shot of winning yeah. the West. We have a good shot of making it to the, to, to Indy. And like, so who knows? The, the thing about that would be, <clears throat> it wouldn't be because their draft stock, they want to increase it. If anything, you have an argument to be like, how, like, why is my draft stock not super high this year? We are the, literally the reason why we won games for the last like two years. Yeah. Um, it would just be like you said, to, to compete in the West and, and to get to Indy and have a good shot when you get there. If, if, and when you get there. So I agree with you though. I mean, it, it definitely, it, it's such it, the having a quarterback, I mean, whether it's in college or NFL, I mean, it just affects your whole team. Right. I mean, they're the, they're the guy that makes everything go. So um, they persuade a lot of people. And and like you said, I'm sure he's doing his fair share of recruiting, whether it's yep. via transfer or guys on the team still, like you said, Keegan, uh, maybe some defensive guys. Like, I don't know. You just players recruit players and, that's definitely a, that's definitely a true thing. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it'll, it'll be very interesting. I think our defense will be gosh with, with the man, the myth, the legend calling defensive plays. I don't, I'm never, I'm never, never too worried. Too worried. We just got to stay healthy at the cornerback position because yeah. we just weren't this year and it's all in Nebraska game. We were on our fifth string corner. So, yeah, I mean, true. that, that kind of makes up like if we do, if Terry Roberts and Jamari does come back, well, they're kind of injury prone. So it's like, do we maybe go out on the transfer portal and get one corner just to have, or, you know, I don't know. I, I think, pretty much all our transfers that we're going to get are going to be on the offensive side of the ball, but we might get one or yeah. two transfers. We already got actually one defensive line transfer from Iowa Western from a couple weeks ago. So we have gotten one guy, but like you wonder if like we might get one more here or there. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of guys coming back and, um, and then, yeah, right. I mean, my hope is that at least one person that kind of, we expect to leave, like they'd be sweet if they come back, whether it's Kate yeah. Merriweather, whether it's, Seth Benson, maybe Lucas Van Ness. Because Lucas Van Ness, I mean, his draft stocks can be high where it's going to be like – It's going to be uh, hard to say no. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be hard to say no to making that much money. But with NIL, maybe he'll make decent money coming back to Iowa one more year. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll just have to kind of wait and see on that. But, yeah, defensively, we should be really, really good next year. Special teams, we should be we should be okay as well. Yeah, we got Tori Taylor. Tori and – and Drew Stevens. Drew Stevens, yep. And I think he's th- kind of the yeah. And I think we kind of figured out who our punt returner is going to be. It should have been Cooper all year, but yeah. For some reason 100%. we we kept it with Arlen until the very end. So, um yeah, I that honestly, that that punt drop and I'm just I'm I'm going to I'm going to mention this. That that punt drop in the Nebraska game when, when I was just uh, and then when huge. it was huge and and I don't know. I they just made me think and again, I'm not trying to be negative and throw shade just cuz he's leaving, but I'm just like uh, is he that good? I don't know. I don't know. His body language was terrible all year. Too. It was terrible. And rightly so. I'm not, listen, we as fans, our body language is terrible. I, I'm not saying that he doesn't, he isn't right in saying that, but it's like, it's like, dude, you got to make the most of your opportunities when you get them. Like, yep. too. I, I still think that. Yeah. His, um, he was like Tyrone Tracy I think last he's year. Ready to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They're just done. They're just done. Um, I'm going to pull this up quick. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but um, just for the fun of things, um, our our schedule next year, which is pretty favorable, we we don't play Michigan or Ohio State, which is always big. Uh, but non-conference, I mean, our toughest is going to be at Iowa State, which will be tough. But I feel pretty damn confident if we have Cade McNamara leading the charge with our defense. Yeah. Um, that's September twenty third game. 
that's going to be tough because you know it's probably going to be the whiteout game for Penn State. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be really tough. Um. Which I'm thinking, there's a stretcher. I mean, did it though, Tyler? Yeah. Didn't didn't 2021? Didn't Cade go into Michigan with the whiteout and beat them? I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Look that up quick. Michigan 2021 football schedule. I'm pretty sure that they beat them in right up there. Um, cool. oh. Nope, at Penn State. They won 21 17. There you go. But it wasn't, it, it was a noon game or ABC. But they, yeah. so, um, all right, back to this. Well, and we, well, and, and, I mean, just on paper, you know, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, it's not, not, not as easy as one might would would think but i think always gonna be tough very very capable yeah, yeah for sure uh we finally bring in michigan state i mean we haven't seen them yeah, in mechanics that's, since, yep. since when kirk cousins shit the bed uh yep. like he always does at primetime games uh so michigan state coming to, to iowa city which michigan state will probably be better than they were last year but or the, i should say this year um but that you know it's at home we got purdue at home yep. they're gonna be losing aiden o'connell at Wisconsin will be tough. Um, obviously, Luke Fickle now at Wisconsin, which is, yeah, I mean, that's pretty big. And we could talk a little bit about the coaching changes here soon. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota at home, and then we get a bye week. And, God, look at this three-game stretch here. That's what I was telling you about the other night. Like, man, like, these are – game. Especially in November. When when November, like, when you're, like, deciding to go off to yeah. Indy, like, you need these wins. And, like, at Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois at home. Yeah. I mean, with a good defense and Cade – I feel pretty confident. And then we go and then we, you know, at Nebraska, which is always going to be tough. They're always yep. going to play us good. Um, and they're going to be better with um, Matt rule. So let, let's talk a little bit about the coaching changes. Obviously in the big 10, we saw Matt rule going to Nebraska and Luke fickle going to Wisconsin. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think someone made a good point. I mean, the, the big 10 coaching tree is very deep right <laughs> it now. I, it's it, really it's, good. It's, and I think, you know, shit, here in a few years, you're adding USC, UCLA, that's Chip Kelly, that's Lincoln Riley, I, you know, as it is right, as it stands right now. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think you coaches know that right now, like in a few years, it's going to be the SEC and Big Ten is going to be the main conferences. And like, yeah. everyone wants to try to get a job here. Someone made a really good point, or I think it was Joel Klatt. He goes. You know, for a guy like Luke Fickle last year, making it to the playoffs, he probably could have had a lot of jobs, right? A lot of opportunities to to leave Cincinnati and go somewhere. And and in the day and age where, you know, like I said, the Big Ten is is a conference that you kind of want to be in. Like, did he wait for a job like like minute or excuse me, like Wisconsin, where especially with an expanded playoff coming up where shit. I can make the playoff with Wisconsin more opportunities, you know, for more teams to get in and, and Wisconsin's already, you know, obviously a, a pretty good, pretty dang good program top to bottom. So I don't know. It just jobs like, like Wisconsin might be a little bit more appealing than the big, big job in the, you know, I don't know, somewhere where it might be a little bit harder to win. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. That's for sure. I think Matt rule, uh, you know, he, he's a really good college coach, I think. Um, he's shown that he's proven that NFL wise, it's tough to judge him. Cause if you don't have a quarterback in the NFL, you're not really going to win games. And he didn't yeah. care. I think I will say there. 
Um, I think that they're at a point where they have to have someone that's kind of proven themselves in college football to win games. And he's definitely done that. So um, he's doing and saying all the right things early on here. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. I think it was a safe, safe hire for Nebraska. You're going to get a guy that's turned around two programs. Now, the thing that I would be a little worried about is uh, like the long-term savability because we haven't seen that yet with them. Temple, he was only there for like two or three years. And Baylor, the same thing, like two or three years there. I think three years at Baylor. And so it's like, okay, it's long-term, yeah. is he going to be successful? And only one really good year at Baylor. But he, yeah. he, he, he got the recruits in that he needed for that one year. So Yeah, and they went 11-1 and won that year. So yeah. I think it's a pretty safe hire for Nebraska. Um, Nebraska, you know, we were just talking with Iowa with NIL. Nebraska has a, like is one of the best schools for NIL. Yeah. I mean, they they have a lot of cash. They're the getting boosters new, are yep, yep. They're getting a new football facility here that's going to be the best in the country. Like they are going to, they have everything in front of them. And but the infrastructure's kinda, there. Yeah, can they get out of like that so called like Nebraska curse that it just seems like they yeah, just yeah can't like. It, it expectations just, are always higher than reality. You know, it seems like with them. Yeah. So like, we're going to go in this off season, for example, just like last year and the year before that year before that, like Nebraska, they're, Oh, you know, we're, we should start five and oh, and you know, go into this game. I mean, you're already hearing it. Well, their first two games are gonna be tough. They play at Minnesota, start the year off Thursday night game. And then they play yeah. at Colorado, which sounds like Deion Sanders will be going there. That's gonna be tough. Can they, I mean, I, you know, they, they start off. Oh, and one, like, yep. You know, or, you know, I don't know. So it's going to be next year's going to be, uh, yeah, like, I don't know if Nebraska, it might take a year or two for Nebraska to get back. Um, same with Wisconsin. I think you're cutting our, can you hear me, Tyler? I think I lost Tyler. Yeah. I can. What'd you say? Yeah. You're, you're cutting out really bad. Um, we might have to call this an episode, uh, but I was just going to say, out here. what'd you say? That's yeah, really bad. Um, I just took him off because that, we're, we're going to end this episode anyways. Um, but I was just going to say with Wisconsin, with Nebraska, uh, it might take a year or two for them to be back. Um, will Illinois have kind of the same success as they had this year? Who knows? Um, I think, you know, if we can figure out our offense with Cade leading the charge, defense pretty good, we are going to be the clear favorites to win the West next year. And it'll, it will be the last year with division. So next year might be one of the last years that we, you know, we have a really good shot to make it Indy because outside of after next year, like with USC coming UCLA, you know, maybe Oregon, you know, like some of these schools, like how many times is Iowa really going to make it to Indy? It's going to be really, really far and few in between. So we got to take advantage of next year especially with our schedule. So um, that will do it for this episode. I, I hate to cut it off short a little bit. I think Tyler's internet connection was really bad. We were going to, we weren't really going to talk much more anyways. We we're going to talk a little Iowa basketball, which um, next week, huge three games in, in a matter of like five days. We got Duke in Iowa, Mass Square Garden, which I will be there. I can't wait heading to New York on Tuesday. And then Iowa plays Iowa state on Thursday night, quick turnaround for them, man. That kind of, that kind of really sucks for them because you know, that we're the late game for um, that game, for the Iowa Duke game. And so then after that game's over, you got to charter back to Iowa City or Cedar Rapids and then go down to Iowa City. And then not even 48 hours later, you play Iowa State, a physical team. Um, and then we play Wisconsin three days later at home. Um, and Wisconsin's a pretty good football basketball team as well. Um, they're not as good as years past, but they're still pretty good. So it's going to be a very tough three-game stretch. Can we somehow go two and one? I mean, that would be huge. 
can't go 0 and 3. 1 and 2, it's whatever. It kind of all depends on how we look at those two losses. Do we look a little bit better than we did against TCU when we got blown out? Uh, but two and one would be huge. Like if we could somehow go two and one would be spectacular, but it's good. It's a, it's a important week for Iowa basketball uh, because after this week we get two really kind of crappy teams and then it start a big 10 play. And, you know, can we go into big 10 play with some momentum? So um, yeah, we'll be back. Tyler and I will be back. Probably I get back to New York next Sunday. So probably the following week, somewhere in that week, we will make another episode. Hopefully by then, There'll be some other transfers that have come to Iowa for football that we can talk about and some other uh, kind of big news as we uh, get our way into kind of the bowl season and the bowl game and then into 2023. So that will do it for this episode. As always, go Hawks.